0: Psalm 118, the 24th verse. I'll read a couple verses each side of that. Verse 21, I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. We have a lot to praise the Lord for this year, don't we? This year being the year ahead also, okay? From now until this time next year. And then there's a quote. I'm sorry, not a quote, um, a verse from this Psalm, 118, verse 22, that's quoted in the New Testament. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. We know that's talking about Jesus Christ. Our salvation comes through him. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. It's incredible. It's beyond our understanding, and that is why our men have been taking Bible doctrines and teaching them, and what God has wrought for us is beyond us, and yet we have it revealed in the Word of God, and I'm looking forward to Sunday school today. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, right? Determine that each day for the year ahead. We could even sing the second chorus if you wanted to this is the year which the Lord hath made we will rejoice and be glad in it let's do that verse 24 as it's written this is a day this is a day that the Lord hath made that the Lord hath made we will rejoice we will rejoice and be glad in it and be glad in it this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord hath made.
1: All right, let's see what we can do here with our angel study continuing. Um, I think most of you have been here for at least part of it. And hopefully you we can get through We'll see how far we get today and that'll decide how many more lessons I need, okay? So I think everybody should have um, an outline. There's some complete outlines over there on the counter if you do not have one. Um, so, So those are there. And if you have your outline, if you didn't mark it before, you can turn, uh, I don't have a page number on mine because mine isn't quite exactly like yours, but uh, to letter J, I think it's under um, Roman numeral I, or three, it's on page four in, in yours. Okay, mine's got some extra notes and stuff so the page number doesn't match up. But under likeness of man, we started to dive into that last time we met, which was a couple of weeks ago. So I guess I better, first of all, ask if there's any burning questions that you have up to this point. Is there anything, any, anything that, that we shook your understanding of or, or made you look a little deeper into or anything that you want to mention at this point before we go forward? No, Matt. Did you have something? If there's a
0: third of something, there must
1: there's a third of something. You must feel like you could, two, you know? could, could, could number the. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I think of it somewhat like, um, you know, we, we think of the stars being innumerable or or the um, grains of sand on on the beach. From our perspective, from our perspective, but a third of that, I couldn't tell you for sure. Uh, we will talk a little bit more about that whole thing with with Satan falling and, and taking a third, and and again, that's a reference to the stars, and we're assuming that those stars represent angels in that in that discussion. But we'll we'll take a look at that when we get to fallen angels for sure. But um, that's a good question. I don't know if so I have an answer. Any other answers that I can't give? Um, I don't know that either. I, I mean, well, as we'll see, I think here in a few minutes, um, the angels don't procreate, no, but, 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 um, but they they are created, and whether he's having create extra for, for taking care of us, we'll, we'll talk about guardian angels at some point as well. But, but we um, still saving people, and will continue until. <clears throat> but i th- i th- I think you I think you have a valid point in that. God in His sovereignty probably knows that number if there if there is a number on it. I mean, He says He knows the number of the hairs on my head, and even though mine are fewer, that's with everybody. So out of out of eight million people, He knows the number of the hairs on each person's head, and He knows it. But can I put a number on that? Yeah, can't, can't even grasp that. Yeah, all right, great discussion. You know, it, it, it tends to indicate that we also will see in a moment. I think is as well that um, they don't seem to be dying either. So, so it's it's not like a a con, you know that man dies. So we got to have babies to replace that. You know, and and even though in some societies in some uh, areas the uh, population is actually decreasing because of of uh, the lack of reproduction and, and having families, but um, yeah, okay, it's all worth dwelling on. However, it shouldn't take our main focus away from God. All right, so let's let's go ahead, Wesley. In fact, hopefully today we will get to the organization of angels um, times running pretty fast so so we may we may not make that i i do have a portion of it and you're right there there are in fact there's a a whole organization of angels or appears to be that that have specific purposes and some have multiple purposes some are are retained and, and these would be fallen angels retained in in withheld for a time of judgment when they will be released as well so all right, so if I remember right, last, last time we got together, uh, we talked about, we were starting to talk about the likeness of man, how angels are like men. And the first one that I probably shook some of your uh, perceptions on was that they have a male gender. Now, some people would say, no, that didn't shake me, but other people might have. I mean, everything around us seems to try and indicate that, that somehow they're female and and they've got long flowing gold hair, and they, you know, and it just there's, it's just not there. And we talked about this specific possible exception that I could find in scripture, in uh, Zechariah and five nine, and we we discovered together that that was probably uh, fallen angels, and that uh, specifically, and and I think Kathy brought it out that they were they had the wings of storks, and stork was an unclean bird and and so we related those things together so um, I did get a question later in the week and I'm always appreciative somebody had texted about a question about um, in Revelation the the one that the female that was I can't remember the whole context but it was basically the representation of Israel as the woman that was given wings and that was talking about the most likely the the flight of israel um out of out of the land and into the protection of god at the midpoint of the tribulation period so i i was able to reference that back to to the person who asked but uh, please if if i don't know or if i confuse you let me know um because we'll try and get it straight from god's word all right so the next point that we have, point number two, is that they are immortal. Let's take a look at quickly at Luke twenty thirty six. So in this discussion, um, the Pharisees are are trying to, or the Sadducees are trying to trap Jesus, and they've asked him a question about um, this woman. In theory, it's a make uh, hypothetical situation who husband keeps dying and and the brother marries and and so so then he asked they ask him well whose whose wife is she going to be she's had seven husbands and and jesus answered and said to them the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage but those who are can are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage and here's the verse that we need to look at nor can they die anymore for they are equal to the angels and are the sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. So what Jesus is basically saying is that hypothetical situation, once those people die, they become similar to the angels or like the angels in that they will not give in marriage or be given in marriage. There won't be any marriage and they will not die. So that's the implication here. That's also where we get the implication that they don't procreate either the the implication being that in, within the context of marriage that's where procreation takes place okay they are servants so are we right in fact we could take a lot of lessons from, from the angels and how they serve their God but in Revelation chapter 19 Revelation chapter 19 and verse 10 and i fell at his feet to worship him but he said to me see that you do not so so john is is recounting that he's had this angel that's been showing him around and he says and i fell at his feet to worship him but he said to me see that you do not do that for i am your fellow servant and your brethren who have the testimony of jesus worship god for the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy also in chapter 22 verse 9 the same thing happens so so john again falls to worship this this angel and the angel says to him see that you do not do that for i am your fellow servant so we see that angels are servants and we as as the redeemed of of god the redeemed of humanity have that assignment as well You see, the only reason that you and I have been left upon this earth after our salvation experience is to serve God and to carry on the gospel ministry that Jesus gave us. And so we have the responsibility to be servants, and so do the angels. They have a personality, much like us. Someone want to look at 1 Peter 1.12? somebody else take luke two thirteen, and i'll get jude here since i'm real close that's what happens when you're leading okay someone uh first peter 1 12 okay so this is an interesting verse because the angels have enough knowledge to know about it but they're more curious they want to look into it and what are they looking into salvation they want to look into to our relationship with god because their relationship with god is different see we are redeemed we are saved from 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 this they don't have that opportunity because they're either in heaven or they've fallen and there's more to get on that but i'm not going to go deep into that somebody who had luke 213 go ahead Leslie okay so we get the sense there as we read that and and as you study the the um account of the first coming of christ the first advent those those angels were excited they were they were feeling the joy of of the savior coming they were and so we can relate to that and say you know they probably have feelings as well they get a sense of joy out of the salvation experience So I'm I'm indicating, or or this study that we're doing together indicates they have intelligence, they have feelings, they have a will. In Jude chapter or chapter one, (laughs) Jude verse six, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of that of the great day. So there we've already alluded to that, that, that verse or that concept that there are some who fell and they chose to fall. They chose to disobey God. They chose to follow Satan. They chose these things. So it indicates to us that they have a will. A free will of sorts. And what about us? Or, at least have one. or did have, maybe. Okay, what does man have? We have a a choice to make, and so did they. We're not going to dive heavy into to point D. I thought it was just kind of fun. Um, They may eat, but they may not need to. In Genesis eighteen one and two, I think that's when the the three came to Abraham. And so what did Abraham do? Let's make a meal. Let's have a barbecue. Let's get together and fellowship, right? You see, people don't realize sometimes that the the Baptists have this this, um, reputation of eating every time we get together. It's biblical. (laughs) And it indicates that they went in and they ate with him. But do they need to? I don't think they probably do. But anyway, they did. In Genesis 19, that's when the two went with Lot. And he goes out and he tries to bring him into his house and gets him in and fixes him a meal, but he didn't want the, the rest of the city to get a hold of him. Yeah. Okay? But anyway, they they eat, but they may not need to. There's a couple other references there. You're welcome to look at those at some time. Kathy, you got something going on? Yes, there absolutely is. So, so they have joy. Yeah, joy. You're right. I probably should have put that reference in there too. So it's part of those feelings. Okay. How they may not be like men, or how they might be different than us. We've already talked some about they do not procreate. Okay. Mark chapter twelve is is Mark's. Um, um, mark's version or mark's account of that same thing about about they not uh, procreating the same account of jesus dealing with the sadducees because it was sad to see again jesus said for when they rise from the dead they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are like angels in heaven Okay, Luke twenty thirty six. we already looked at that, that they do not die. In Isaiah chapter 6, we see that some of them at least have wings. We'll actually see when we get into describing them a little bit more about their wings. Um, uh, Organization that specific ones do have wings; others may or may not have. That's not as clear, but we definitely know that um, seraphim and cherubim have wings. They're not exactly the same, but we'll we'll get to that. But in Isaiah chapter six, verse two says, "Above it stood seraphim, which is just the plural of seraph. Uh, each one had six wings." With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. Okay, there's a whole, there's a whole study that you can do on that. But basically, um, two lifted up, they were worshiping. Two, they covered their feet, that's the humbleness. And with two they flew, or they traveled. Okay? So at least some of them have wings they have a greater knowledge than man but remember we talked about they are not omniscient they don't know everything
0: Flying swiftly,
1: mm-hmm. yeah and, and when we when we get into what they um, and, and that's a whole study in of itself too is their mode of transport we're going to see that they also carry the dead through this, the air into the presence of God and, and that's going to be fun that's a fun thing. But yes, they do. They travel very quickly. In fact, there's an indication, many of you have probably picked up on the huge increase in 2023 of reports of of uh, UFOs. They don't call them UFOs anymore. I, I can't remember what their, the current terminology is for them. But talking about uh, how, how they even had congressional hearings with people about how these things don't, these things that they're observing don't follow the, the laws of, of their understanding of, of physics, right? And, and I contend, and I could be wrong, I'm not going to be dogmatic on this, but I think these are demon manifestations that are not limited in the same way man is in time and space and movement. And they go very quickly. They, they talk about how dramatically they change direction and they change speeds. And that's a possibility as well. We'll get a little bit more into that when we get to um, the fallen angels. But you're right. Thank you. Um, so in Mark chapter 13, in verse 32... Jesus says, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So he's talking about that day and hour when he will return. And he, and he implies that angels may know more than man, but they don't know it all. They don't have the whole picture. They don't have the whole knowledge. So they're not omniscient. We already talked a little bit earlier in this study about their power, they have great power, more great or greater power than man, but they're not omnipotent. So if somebody wants to go to Psalm 103 20. I'll go the other direction to Second Peter. Alright, someone one oh Psalm 103 20. Okay, so they excel in strength. They're, they're stronger than we as men can understand. In fact, in Daniel, you'll see an account where Michael probably is, is battling in heaven. So they let Gabriel get through and bring Daniel the message to answer his prayer. And it took three weeks. Three weeks that battle was going on, the angel reports to him. So there is a powerful resistance at times, but Michael overcame. All right. Um, and Second 2 Peter 2.11, Peter writes this, whereas angels who are, the, are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. So he, he is acknowledging that angels are greater than us in, in the power and their might but we also saw earlier that they are not omnipotent. They are not all-powerful. They get their direction and their power from God. All right? First Corinthians 13:1. this is one that we sell, that we um, don't always pay a lot of attention to when, when we're diving into this love chapter because we're all ready to get to the love part of it but what does what does Paul write in verse 1 of chapter 13 okay so we see in that passage that even though Paul is is heading down the road of talking about love he mentions that that there is a a man's tongue or with the tongues of men but that of angels so the angels it it, appears Appears or it implies that angels have a language different than what we would understand as men. Although they often relate the message so men can understand it. But they may have a, a, a language all their own. We'll talk about that some when we get to the idea of, um, or the question, do angels sing? Okay. But based upon the time we're at, um, I think I would like to stop here. And I know that we're right on the cusp of of starting Angelic Organization. But that is a study that I I would love to get all in one one day so that we can get through it. And uh, so I'm going to beg um, Pastor Matt to let me go another Sunday longer on this part of it what i would would like to do is is count on next week wrapping up um this portion i'd like to spend one sunday on fallen angels and one sunday on angels today and in the future is is that going to be acceptable okay all right i I didn't mean to put you on the spot sir but also for the person who's, who's next in line for teaching, I want, I want to give them some heads up as well. And, and hopefully I can keep myself and you can help me keep reined in and that we can accomplish uh, those and those things.
0: Like I said, there's overlap in the doctrines.
1: Oh, absolutely there is. Okay. Any questions before we wrap up? Yes, Laura. You said that angels rejoice when one is saved.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They sin? Yeah. No, no. I, I think they they get the excitement because um, here they are, angels in relationship with God. They're in His presence. They do His bidding, and they see this creation of God that has um, sinned or fallen. Yet have the ability or the opportunity opportunity might be a better way to put it the opportunity to accept Christ and accept his salvation, and when that, that restoration takes place, they get excited about it. They're happy to see that that restoration has taken place, and they get joyous in that. That, that man has been redeemed. Is, is that everybody feel comfortable with that interpretation, or that idea? Okay. Others that i can't answer (laughs) listen i don't have all the answers but i know the guy that does father we we can look into them and we can search them and we can know what you need us to know by studying and and looking into your word and 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 asking questions and praying diligently, Father. And we thank you that, that you have taken the opportunity the, to, to reveal to us what we need to know. Father, we thank you for that precious word. May it be a light into our path, a lamp into our feet. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.